in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Dramatic pause. And he's Greg Brown. I'm James Borth. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're also independent. That means we do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call 513-575-9654. If you're no longer with the company and your money still is there, well, we can help you roll that out, take control of it, tax neutral, whether it be a traditional or Roth IRA. Because as a rule, if you're no longer at the company, your money should not be there either. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, Florence. And the internet for those who are not yet comfortable to go see us on a face-to-face basis. And Greg, what's our topic for today? Well, today it's six things to teach your children and grandchildren about investment and retirement planning too. Now we're, we're going to be slipping in some, well, kind of a, it's kind of a, um, what would you say? An appetizer tray to be passed around. Not only will it be for your children and your grandchildren, we'll have some footnotes and sidebars about you and your retirement too. So just keep listening carefully because there's a lot here for everyone for sure. Now, if only you knew, Gosh, if only we knew what we know now, if we knew it sooner, would today be different? Would it look different? So based on what we know today and what we can convey and we can do and we can work together for the future purposes, what we know today, if we act on it and use it, don't you expect that the future will look different and and better? It's powerful. Change now can project and traject very powerfully and beneficially for you, yours, us, everyone. So this week we're gonna we're gonna take a slight turn from the normal messaging that we have in regards to your retirement and of course proper planning to talk about children and grandchildren too. Specifically, we're gonna cover six tips you should share with your children and grandchildren that will potentially help them save for their retirement. Plus, you might even learn a few things yourself, and you will, as it uh, it really is possible to teach an old middle-aged dog new tricks. It's never too late to learn something that could help you invest for your retirement years. And, you know, today, today's show with the six tips to teach your children and grandchildren about retirement planning, we're going to have a good time. All right. So let's talk about the thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show. For starters, why is there seemingly a lack of education provided to the youngins or the younger generation when it comes to financial literacy? Uh, the youths. The youths. Yes, the two youths. In what ways has retirement changed over the past decade or two or three? What maybe could or should be the best way to manage your risk as you progress through your working careers? So when we're talking about risk, we're talking about market-based risk. How do you know when it's time to adjust your investment philosophy? And at what point, if ever, should you start to reduce the risk in your portfolio? How about should you prioritize the 401ks, the 403bs, also known as the employer-sponsored accounts, or should you start investing in Roth IRAs? Which one should you prioritize first, second, third? 
how much should you be saving annually, or at least maybe on a systematic basis, when it comes to having enough to retire. That also depends upon what age you want to retire. What type of annual return would be considered plausible, and once again, depending upon the amount of market risk that you're taking. So maybe a better way of phrasing that is, what are the appropriate benchmarks to consider when looking at your performance versus the risk that you've taken? Should all of your investment dollars be allocated to stocks, also known as equities, also known as securities, or other aggressive type investment options? And why is there a reduced national savings rate on today's younger generation of workers? And that's a pretty easy one to answer. It has to do with what are the interest rates that banks are typically paying these days versus, you know, back in the day. That's true. The incentive to save is hard to find for most savers and investors. But uh, sadly, we also find that uh, people will run their budgets so close to the cliff's edge that they, they, um, they tout they just don't have the money to save. Well, we all know, we all know in our hearts and our minds that we need to reverse that model. There's the old saying, you know, pay God first, pay yourself, your future second, and then deal with the expenses of today. Back into a lifestyle you can afford and that your future self can afford and enjoy and benefit by. So almost regardless of circumstance, I get it, totally unemployed for some season of time, uh, can be a short-term uh, exception, but that's all it is. As soon as one can, as soon as it's plausible, get back on that horse and ride it to Dodge City. You've got to put God, well, that's, you know, depending on your own worldview, of course, but you, you come second, that future version of you, and then deal with the present. Can't go over that uh, often enough, because when I see that statement, like on the, one of the 10 thought-provoking questions, and it, it refers to savings, you hit it on the head. You have to be incentivized to save, but the incentivization starts inside your heart, wallet and purse to take care of your future self. Nothing replaces that motivation. You either have it or don't. We'll coach you through it. We'll try to light your pilot light. Whatever it takes, you get it. Well, perhaps a better way of instead of just saying saving is to say investing, investing yes. for yourself, investing in yourself. So going back to the sequence of who you should pay first, pay yourself first. That means make your contributions to those retirement accounts make those investments into those investment accounts, and then pay the government second or third on your list. Do it as a ritual, and then once it's in the buckets of investments, treat it as sacred. Now, James, what's our first tip here for today? Well, the tip is to invest in equities, which is also, when we talk about equities, we're talking about the stock market. And the stock market, think about the stocks versus the bonds, the mutual funds, the exchange-traded funds, also known as the ETFs, so when we separate out and we're talking about taking on true market risk, we are in general referring to stocks or equities. And that's really the first tip is to, and, and yes, the message can seem rather simple. Think about the textbooks, the manuals that you read, maybe even the professionals that you speak to that tell you that the younger you are, the more risk that you should be taking to help reach your goals, which is to say, if you're relatively young, then the focus of your investments is for future income. That means you have room for growth or to the, you know, allow for the opportunity for growth in your investments because you're not taking current income from your portfolios. So yes, a general understanding of equities and also bonds can lead you to understand that the equities have more risk. Very simply, they are more aggressive. 
and the market risk that we, we associate with what's the market doing as far as is it going up, down, or sideways. You see much more volatility with the stocks than you do with the bonds as far as the price point of those particular securities. So yes, they are all, by the way, securities. I know it sometimes makes you feel anything but secure to invest in securities, but nevertheless, that's how Wall Street has worded these different types of products. So the first tip for those, maybe they have recently finished college or they're just starting their working careers, is they should be saving and subsequently investing some or even most of their savings into stocks or equities. And yes, if you think about the different cliches, most if not all of them still apply, which is to say you have a longer time horizon, time horizon meaning until you're starting to take income from the portfolios, so you can afford typically to take more risk and more time to recoup any potential losses that might be experienced with the occasional market downturns, of course. Now, something else to be said is the compounding interest and also the reinvestment of dividends that can help, especially over longer periods of time. So the more time you have to invest, the more time the money has to grow. You know, I was thinking about the uh, old dog and young dog kind of illustration. And um, when it comes to market investing, you know, in stocks, you shouldn't be stock shy. When you have more time, the S&P is often considered the benchmark measure for annual stock market returns. So as I was thinking through this, I just want to remind you that you're better off. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise, including your, your internal uh, dialogue or internal narrative, convince you that you need to be concerned about your stock values and market investments, regardless of age, regardless of risk factor. You shouldn't be concerned on a three-day basis a three-week basis, a three-month basis, you should be taking your pen or pencil and plotting the chart of progression on a three, five, seven, ten-year, rest-of-you-forever basis. It takes you out of the zigzag, up and down, sideways movements of the market and lets you actually assess and appreciate the fact that capital markets across this giant blue marble work effectively over time. Because when they don't, folks, it's all over. Capital markets will show value through proper investment over appropriate durations of time. That's that's what you have to stay focused on. Otherwise, you start to, uh, you know, jab and hook and defend like you're, you're boxing or shadow boxing with the market. Just can't do that kind of stuff. So the average stock market return out there, if you stick by the stuff, is about 10%. But we'll need to come back on this. And we're going to talk about how and why you shouldn't be stock shy and what to do about it uh, when we return. Our phone number at the office, 513 575 9654. Call us, we can help, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisor firm. We are independent. We do work for Main Street and not Wall Street. 
Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, where we leave off? Well, with our continuing subject today, six things to teach your children and grandchildren, and don't forget you, about investment and retirement planning. Okay. Where we left off, we were kind of swimming in the area of the pool of tip number one, invest in equities and or, you know, known as the stock market. And then the warning shot across the bow of not to become stock shy, particularly when you have the appropriate amount of time. Uh, and if you, not just because you can tolerate the risk, it's time and tolerance to risk, because we're going to discuss later the concept of, of a sequence of returns. And even if you're very brave, very seasoned investor, uh, not afraid of the market, and you lean more aggressively in the wrong financial phase of life, it doesn't matter how brave or seasoned you are. The math doesn't work in your favor. Uh, early losses can affect the longevity of your money. And when it comes to longevity, we, we want your money to outlive you, not the other way around. So when properly deployed in the right types of strategy, if you just consider that the average market, U.S., say, S&P market index, averages over long periods of time. Now, if you micromanage this in shorter periods, you'll talk yourself right out of being properly invested, and you'll never get anywhere close to these returns, the average return. We, we see study after study. One that comes to mind is a Dow Bar study. It comes out annually and shows when you try to time it, you know, even if you're in the best 10 days or you miss the 10 worst days and you just get involved in this little tango with the market, being reactionary and attempting to time it, you lose. You cut the potential for returns in half or worse while taking the risk and trying to figure it all out. You just can't do it. OK, so even though the headlines of the market turmoil, market volatility can be alarming, you know, news and noise, as we call it. And especially if you're retired and you have money in the market, you just feel like uh, you might be helpless. But no, the markets are continuing to work. It's one of those things you have to be on the field to score points. If you're on the bench, uh, you may not be risk of injury, but you're not going to score anything. Your defense is not going to be out there and you're just going to lose game after game. Same thing here. And your grandchildren, well, they have a leg up. I mean, granted, they have the power and the time horizon to overcome these intermittent pullbacks. But the key is, when you go to withdrawal mode distribution, where you're taking some of your money to supplement your cash flow in retirement, that's when we truly have to make sure it's the right risk factor. Doesn't mean you have to crawl on, crawl on a rock and be overly conservative. There's a right spot. Every situation is different. So remember, you don't need to invest all your money in stocks or at full risk. There is a sweet spot. Still important to have an emergency fund, as always, uh, whether at the bank, your, your freezer, the fireproof mattress, make sure it's fireproof, uh, in, in cash, even in cash. So. We're a little different on this. We just want your emergency funds to be sufficient and um, liquid. It doesn't mean you can't invest them at varying levels of risk. Uh, it's kind of a fallacy to say you literally have to keep it in the mattress or keep it in a, in a non-interest-bearing account uh, that you can draw from any time. There are alternatives to that. It never was meant to be, in our professional opinion, that you mothball your money you know, and leave it dormant. That just doesn't make sense. Now, Let's transition from some children and grandchildren focus to you taking this tip a, a step further and reversing it on, on you. Now, it can sometimes be easy to think that because you are older or retired, you can't afford to invest in stocks and therefore shouldn't be allocating much of your dollars there. Well, however, you need to know that really depends on your situation. As mentioned, every situation is different, slightly unique. Uh, some are some are similar. Right. But uh, your goals with your money in retirement, your need for cash flow 
How much? What percentage against your total nest egg? What tax status is your money coming from? What's the liability and, and lag factor upon um, taxation upon your money? You know, most of our clients can afford to allocate some portion of their retirement savings to a stock-based strategy for the long term. And you might say, hey, did you check my age or my date of birth? I'm fully retired now. I've drawn money. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not as young as I used to be. My time horizon won't stop right there. What is your time horizon? Unless you got a phone call you want to discuss from a doctor or someone else that's, that's putting a, a governor on your expected time here on the planet, you need to know that you have the duration, the time frame, the horizon of the rest of your forever. So quite frankly, most of you will need some growth from investments like the stock market as it's really one of the only sources of investing that over time on average will outperform the uh, drag factor of inflation. You know, you can you can invest safely. A safe way to lose money would be low interest accounts. Oh, it's liquid. You might even say I have a dollar there last year and the same dollars there uh, there this year. Well, no, it's this dollar this year minus inflation. So you're a three percent loser. You found a way to uh, invest safe way to lose money and guaranteed about three percent loss year over year in purchase power. Well, now that we have identified your risk taking investor who can handle a three percent loss year over year, let's pitch in something that its worst downside is three to five percent occasionally, you know, every one out of three or four years, it makes, you know, in the range of four to six percent tied to proper duration of bonds and other investments conservatively, it gets you out of that that uh, grind of just waving a white flag that you may not aware is in your hand and losing purchase power value of money because cash flow and what cash can buy you dollar for dollar is what floats your retirement. So the key to making sure that you don't do something inefficient, that you have other important items in your retirement picture covered, and as holistic advisors, you know, we're looking at uh, your income, withdrawal strategies, which ones, what tax status, long-term care to, legacy, you know, estate planning, all together as holistic advisors. We handle insurance, investments, financial planning, income planning, health planning, health care insurance, uh, Medicare planning, Social Security and pension maximization um, you know, methods to help you through making the best decisions possible in those areas and estate planning, you know, trust, wills, power of attorneys, healthcare directives, the whole package. We want you to be where you're on autopilot can succeed on purpose and enjoy your retirement. Anyway, just those are a lot of thoughts around tip number one and the subject of equities or stock securities, et cetera. All right. Tip number two, buy ETFs instead of the mutual funds. And the most important reason why is simply because of the cost factor. Very, very typically, in fact, the vast majority of the time, the ETFs, the exchange-traded funds, will be less expensive than the mutual funds. That's the primary reason why. Now, as far as the construction of what's inside the fund or why we would recommend funds over, say, individual stocks, maybe it just depends upon how many stocks or how many different sectors of the market you want to invest in. So for the example of the ETFs over the mutual funds, yes, they both have similar construction, which is to say you're going to have a host fund that inside of that fund will be a collection of stocks, bonds, securities, commodities, some type of combination of all of the above, all into a single fund. And these funds can also mirror or follow benchmarks. That means certain indexes or indices like the S&P 500, the Dow, individual or specific market sectors such as the technology sector, the healthcare, financial, energy sectors, 
all those are available and more. There are literally thousands and thousands of these different funds available. It's just a matter of what you think is the most important or the best way to invest when it comes to your investment dollars. So rather than having to choose which individual stocks to buy and maybe how much, you can easily and more broadly diversify your portfolio by using the ETFs. And yes, once again, they are very similar to the mutual funds, but here's another important difference is that the ETFs are bought and sold based on the price throughout the day, while mutual funds are based on their price at the day's end. Greg, what's next? Well, as transitioning more for some of this material targeted at you, not just the children and grandchildren, a kind of a, a furthermore, if you will, don't underestimate any of this for yourself either. A truth is a truth. They might vary slightly by total exposure to risk because you're in a different financial phase of life than the others in your family tree. If you've saved money and hired a financial advisor or broker, now we don't, I can tell you, we don't like the word broker. We want you to be with a real advisor, with real advice, preferably holistic like us. We're the minority of advisors. We just provide the kitchen sink all in because we know it's best for you uh, exponentially, synergistically, et cetera. Uh, but that, back to that word broker, you know, James earlier referenced uh, stocks, uh, equities, also known as securities. And he mentioned they, that might sound kind of contrary because some people are very insecure who hold the wrong amount of securities. Okay. Wall Street gave it that name. It's kind of almost like a polar opposite and maybe bipolar opposite. But um, the same is true when the word broker, we say brokers make you broker. Now, what is a broker? Well, they're a, they're a rep, a representative of a company. Companies that run Super Bowl commercials have football stadiums named after them. And uh, they're doing it with your money. So that's why we joke about, you know, securities will make you feel less secure if you don't have the right amount. A broker uh, is not a good thing. It's, a, you know, from a perspective, it's brokers make you broker. Just keep it in mind. And the chances are they're going to always have you in mutual funds. They're going to pitch in those because there's layers of spreads, fees, margins, and loads that weigh in addition to the fee. And plus, oftentimes, a broker hosted transactions, selling in and out of different investments. You know, you need to come in for our PAR process, portfolio analysis review. We'll dig in deep and show you inefficiencies, redundancies, cost, internal cost, and show you what your really, your total cost of ownership is. You'll be amazed what you're paying and shouldn't be. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned, you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are an independent RIA, registered investment advisory firm, working for clients and not companies. And it really does all start with the plan. That means having a plan, knowing what you own, why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment strategies, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, maybe a Roth conversion analysis, anyway analysis, all those things and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, where we leave off? Well, we left off with this subject of today. Six things to teach your children, grandchildren. Don't forget you about investment and retirement planning. And just want to let you know, you should come in and take advantage of our second opinion on the health of your wealth. We'll look at all of your current investments 
uh, insurance, annuities, CDs, in, uh, market-based investments, 401ks, give you some direction on what to do inside the 401k world, help you with any um, in-service rollovers. If you're 59 and a half or greater and you have a lot of 401k money out there, there's very probably a good amount of money you can transfer by rolling over while still remaining employed at the company, getting it to an IRA and funding more of your personal private investment plan. Okay, the rest will still be there. You'll contribute. They'll match. It just it just goes on. And occasionally we look at rolling over some more back into your private plan. We'll analyze and show you the internal cost. We'll provide you a comprehensive working draft financial plan. We'll provide all the recommendations and analysis we find. We won't keep anything, you know, hide and seek from you. We want you to be uh, equipped, people with good information, make better decisions. We want that to include you. There's no obligation. There's no cost. There'll be no cost up until the time you fully understand and accept and like the various recommendations. And we step into that plan and you own it, we own it, and we're partners in that. And then you'll know exactly the cost. Transparency is key. And, um, and kind of getting back to where we were, you know, left off with just challenging you to come set your complimentary appointment and let us do the portfolio analysis review process. Okay, it's critical to know what you have, what's broken about it and to see that we don't have that brokenness in the successor strategies and investments, and that it all makes a difference. You know, we, we know that um, many of you have been sold a lot of things from the broker community, Wall Street, it's Wall Street, we're against Wall Street, it's, it's, you know, it's you and me and we and us against, quote unquote, them. But we know many of you through banks and register reps and brokers have been sold something called a variable annuity that has uh, layers of cost of insurance plus the internal cost of mutual funds, the redundancy, and layers of cost and inefficiency and duplicity, it adds up easily to three to five percent per year in annual fees. Well, that's so far above our fee for all-in holistic help and with real active management. I mean, it's just it's it's nearly ridiculous what we find in cost in these, and people don't know. It's not your fault, okay? Wall Street knows you're not equipped to find out the true yeah, inner working metric details of your investments to know total cost of ownership. Don't be lost later fooled by uh, a fee, a simple fee, because if you see a, uh, what seems to be a very favorable uh, annual fee for fee-based advice, well, look out. If it's in the brokerage community and not the financial fiduciary uh, advisory community such as us, there are going to be other costs. When you add all of that together, you're not going to like the total annual cost of ownership of your investments. And quite frankly, you should be saving money and improving performance uh, two, if you can find a financial advisor, and you can, you're listening to the team right here, you have for 12 years, um, who doesn't get paid, stay away from people paid on commissions and trades. They make that uh, directly linked to mutual funds, hide it inside the mutual funds, and you wind up with all this junk in your portfolio that's really not working for you. So come see us. Call to action here for you to take action now. It's if you have a variable annuity, you should race us to the office and be at the door before we even open. So we can do an analysis of the variable annuity. It's critical. You don't want shackled to these things if they're destructive and ineffective and unfair for the rest of your forever. You just don't want that. Well, another tip is, and this is number three, by the way, is don't just buy the company stock. What we're saying here is that if you have that particular option in your employer-sponsored plan, that should not be the only thing that you invest in. So you, this is really just a matter of diversification more than anything else. Now. That being said, one incentive that companies often provide to their employees is the stock option plans, where you have some type of a discounted stock option plan that you can exercise at a certain price. That is, that is 
something that is worthwhile to invest in. But once again, the overall message is still the same. You need to not put all of your eggs just in that one company basket. That's the message about don't just buy the company stock. Now, that's for the children and the grandchildren. For you, it should go without saying that if you're getting close to retirement, or maybe you've already retired, you should diversify out of the company stock if it makes up an oversized portion of your retirement portfolio. So what are you going to do if you had too much money in that company stock, you're planning on retiring, and then that one stock has a major downturn? That's the point about not putting all of your eggs in that one basket. Greg, what's next? Well, tip number four, we're going to dive into uh, contribute or save regularly, systematically. You know, whether it's your 401k, company-sponsored plans, or it's your private investment strategy, IRAs, Roth IRAs, and non-IRA accounts, it is, we find that it's critically important, if you want to be successful, to arrive and arrange for this to be systematic. So much per month contributed into these accounts. So over the course of the year, little by little, you hit your targets of the maximum amount available to contribute to an IRA or Roth IRA, preferably a Roth, uh, that can be done outside of your company plan. A lot of people think because they're doing so much in the company plan that there's just nothing else they can do in their private plan. Well, that's income uh, means tested. I mean, it might be true on these deferred accounts and tax-free accounts. You might reach a limit based on your income annually, single or married, filing jointly, whatever the case. We'll help you measure that and articulate and craft a plan that allows you to get the maximum amount into your future and the right count accounts, right investments by tax status. We will do that. Okay. So contributing systematically keeps you budgeted and on track. And also it allows for something called dollar cost averaging. Getting in a little each month at different points in the market, up, down, sideways, allows you to buy in the market incrementally that works well mathematically over time. Okay. You know, if you look at it another way, if you were to do lump sum here and there, well, the market might be up and you lump in a bunch of cash and then the market goes down and you, you got a lot of that whittled away. Or think about markets down occasionally and you're still adding that fresh systematic monthly or quarterly capital and you're catching markets on the lows. I mean, that's very good. You know, we want to sell high, buy low, and you're kind of doing that $3 cost average. So the point should teach you and others to actually save money. Periodic, regular contributions, 401k, 403bs, IRAs, Roth, uh, even cash basis inside index, well, let me see, say that again, universal index life products, where there's a death benefit, there's premium to cover the, the purchase of the death benefit of the life insurance functioning to pay out tax-free to people you love, beneficiaries at your passing. But the excess cash contributions can actually be treated as tax-free loan, sources of loans back to you in retirement. And again, emphasis tax-free. And then if they're loans, you might say, well, gosh, uh, you're, you're trying to create debt for me so I can die in debt. No, the life policy death benefit pays off the loans and whatever's left in the account converts to a tax-free death benefit for your loved ones. There's all kinds of cool things. And for you grandparents out there and moms and dads, if you want to set up accounts where you're the owner and then the target beneficiary uh, is the insured, like grandparent owners, grandchild uh, insured, and they and you and everyone and anyone can add the premium, the dollars invested in that to cover the death benefit and build up that big bucket of money that can be used as a tax-free supplement to retirement because taxes appear to be going up, not down over the course of time. So keep that in mind. Today's savings rates and 401k participation rates, they've been climbing. I hope that's true for you and yours too. Teach your grandchildren to simply keep putting that money away. Now, out of sight, out of mind. 
and over time, it'll grow. Monthly contributions, regardless of the market, avoid, again, market timing. By doing systematic incremental monthly investing, it, you avoid any form of market timing. You make it beneficial to you rather than disadvantageous. Okay, this helps effectively dollar cost average, as mentioned before, and participating in 401k or employer-sponsored plans, at least up to the company match, okay? We consider that free money. I'm sure you've heard about that. What is it? You contribute, they match. Don't contribute past their match because you're locking money away in a tax-deferred, tax-trapped account. You have to pay the piper someday. You have to pay those taxes later. We want to get more of your money to tax-free, tax-friendly, not tax-trapped. But take the free money up to the match. Okay. And then on the flip side for you, for the for the not-so-youngins out there, if you are retired or close to being retired, you should now be concerned with, maybe even worrying about, developing a plan or a system to deaccumulate. That's to say, start spending your money, taking income from those portfolios. And remember, the income, the periodic savings goes away eventually, right? Now, going back to the life insurance really quickly, think about this. The cost of insurance when you're very young is very, very low. So it's amazing the amount of, of life insurance that you can purchase for a relatively low cost and still have a cash value component being built up over time to then fund a potentially tax-free retirement. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. Hello and welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show. Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and our companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, where we leave off? Well, the subject today, six things to teach your children and grandchildren about investment and retirement planning. So that's including them and it's including you. Okay, where we left off then heading into tip number five, establish a Roth IRA for them. Okay, for you too, for everyone, so long as you can. We just mentioned the Roth IRA, but uh, if you're under the annual income limit and you want to put away additional money outside of your employer account, the Roth IRA is the perfect place to do it. Okay, some of the benefits, think taxes. Think taxes. A Roth IRA is like paying taxes on the seed versus the harvest. You get it? Pay tax on the seed. Don't owe taxes on the bountiful harvest, the large amount of money that uh, grows over time. Okay? That will come out tax-free. How sweet's that? Farmers would do that if they could, right? You can too. We're talking about money and not uh, garden you know, variety here. There's also very good possibility that taxes are going to increase over time, perhaps even dramatically as the years pass. You're seeing more focus on those with buckets of money like retirement funds because they can't get taxes for people who don't have money. So finding ways to attach additional taxation on your deferred money and monies that uh, you may not even need to use but have to take out required minimum distributions from IRAs, well, they know where the money is, the government. They know who has it, and uh, they'll be glad to someday help you with some of the spending of that vis-a-vis -vis taxes. And Roth IRA, you know, the contributions that go in have already been taxed rather than stashing more and more cash away at the bank or you know, just have them work. Work on funding and maximizing your Roth IRA each year. 
we'd encourage you to then maximize how much you can add to non-IRA accounts. Okay, the Roth is tax-free. The non-IRA accounts you can look at as tax-friendly. The limit is currently 6,000 per year, but if you're age 50 plus, 7,000 per year, the catch-up rate applies. All money's in growth in the Roth IRA, also tax-free for the remainder of the life of the account itself, but subject to a five-year seasoning rule. Uh, in other words, to get access to all the money after you put it there, you have to have a five-year seasoning rule. Also, age comes into play, but it is true. You can always get your hands back on some of your money if properly tracked. James will cover some of that here shortly. So keep also in mind, you must have uh, earned income, W-2 or 1099 self-employed income, sufficient to be equal to or greater than the amount that you're attempting to contribute. So if you made $7,001 and you're 50 plus, you can put in 7,000 into your Roth. Okay. You have to make at least up to or exceeding the amount. And what if you make less? Well, I made five. Well, you can put in 5,000 to the Roth. It's tied to income. Uh, and there are income means testing rules that apply. You could be making too much money to actually utilize Roth or IRAs. And the bonus for the starting the young and soft on the right track or the right foot on this particular case, think about this. If you have a high schooler who's working part-time, whether it's they're doing babysitting jobs or actually getting W-2-based wage income, this is where the parents or the grandparents can have and give a wonderful gift to them, which is to say start a Roth IRA for those children and grandchildren. Yes, if they've earned $5,000 or they're projected to earn $5,000 for the year, that's the max that you can put in is $5,000 for the year. If you want to look at an alternative to that type of investing approach, the alternative is actually still quite attractive, which is the non-IRA investment accounts. And some people might call that just a regular brokerage account. The bonus with this type of investing, the non-IRA, is that there's no government restrictions on how much you can put in how much you can take out, when you can put it in, when you can take it out. So you kind of get the government out of your business when it comes to the non-IRA types of investments accounts. What are some of the tax implications people need to be mindful of when it comes to investing in uh, Roth or qualified money? Well, we mentioned before that as a rule, the funds cannot be accessed until retirement age, which is currently age 59 and a half. The exception to the rule, and this is a major exception, so be careful with, you know, arming the children with this type of information <laughs> is that Roth IRA contributions can be accessed, which is to say withdrawn at any time, at any age, without any taxes owed, and also without any penalties. Now, the, the catch in all of this is that you must properly track this and report this on your tax return. That means track your cost basis, your contributions that you've made directly to the Roth accounts, and reconcile this properly on your tax return, also known as see a tax professional for further guidance and advice. Now, this is for not the children, this is for you. You may already have a Roth IRA, and if not, this is where you may want to speak to someone such as us, a qualified financial advisor, about the opportunities to either develop a Roth conversion strategy. That means take what you have in your traditional accounts, whether it be the 401ks or the IRAs, and start converting those to the Roth. Now, how much you should convert on any one given year or time frame? It's more of a tax discussion than it is an investment decision. So here's what we mean by that. You can have the exact same underlying investments in a traditional IRA as you can also with the Roth IRA. How much you convert though in any one given year 
can have a dramatic impact on your taxes. Because yes, a Roth conversion is a taxable event. It may have several tax-related consequences, sometimes dramatic consequences, such as putting you into a higher tax bracket, both at the federal level and also at the state, perhaps even local level. Higher tax brackets means also increased taxation on Social Security. Your benefits from the Social Security program can be subject to tax as far as the benefits are concerned. Up to 85% of your benefit is taxed at whatever your ordinary tax rate happens to be. So if you're in the 22% tax bracket, 85% gets taxed at 22%. If you're upwards of the 35% tax bracket after doing a major Roth conversion, then 85% gets taxed at a 35% tax rate. And another added bonus, which is also to say a you know little nugget of a landmine, is the higher Medicare premiums. So your Medicare premiums might go from the base rate of say 150 approximately per month, per individual, by the way, they could double, they could perhaps even triple, again, per person on your tax return, husband, wife team here, by the way. So you could pay upwards of $1,000 a month, whereas normally you might be paying only $300 a month for those Medicare Part B premiums. So once again, when we say talk to a tax advisor, that means talk to a financial advisor who also can give you tax advice, a financial and tax advisor, which is again, someone such as us, before making your decisions about the IRAs and the conversions from traditional to the Roth. We see people, unfortunately, come in after they've already been bushwhacked by making a less than good decision in this area. So going from a married filing jointly or a couple, uh, paying you know for good out-of-pocket insurance, say 300 a month that James mentioned, you could find yourself paying as much as 1,000 a month. And that's a, that's a huge impact on drawing down your resources. So number six, tip number six, Educate yourself on how money works. For your grandchildren, some, some concepts to be aware of. The best tip you can give to them is what? Saving. Saving for their future. They have time on their side. Have them spending some time educating themselves, too, about investing, savings, Roth IRAs, and the like. We'll host you and your family. We help our, our clients reach through them, pass them in their household down to their children and even their grandchildren to get started right. Can't help everyone. Can't save the world. But we can help you and yours as you being our clients. It pays to understand what you are working with if you're gonna rely on the portfolio you're developing for your retirement and lifestyle later, right? Only makes sense. Now for you, don't kid yourself, you could probably always use more education too. And if you can't find a financial advisor who's willing to educate you first before trying to sell you products, financial products and such, find someone who will. Oh, you already have. You're listening today, we're that. We can help you as financial fiduciaries to put your interests first, holistic to help all 360 degrees all the way around with all of the things you'll confront financially. Okay, we'll be the extra eyes, extra ears and boots on the ground to help you win and win on purpose. Now, James, a couple other subjects today tied to this. We, we want you to come in and learn more about where does universal index life fit in on tax free strategies. Okay, maybe for you, the children, the grandchildren, definitely the grandchildren. Roth. Roth contributions, building Roth accounts over time. And if you're sitting on 401ks and IRAs, and that's your major portion of your nest egg, James mentioned it, Roth conversions. Come in and let us show you five, 10 year uh, Roth con your conversion illustrations and your tax projections and a financial plan, putting it all together for you. Don't miss that opportunity. All that and more, we can help. Phone number 513-575-9654. Again, 513 513- 
575-9654. On behalf of Greg, myself, James, we want to thank you for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs>